Hey guys, jumping in really quick to tell you about our good friends at Geek Fuel. Yes, they are in fact our sponsor for this episode and you need to check them out. If you go to geekfuel.com slash flash TV talk, you'll find yourself a wonderful plethora of great geeky goodness. You like video games, you like collectibles, you like t-shirts, you like all that stuff. How would you like it delivered to your door every single month? We love Geek Fuel and we love that they're supporting this show and we love you that you're supporting them. In fact, if you're enjoying the show, you want to see it continue to happen, you like coming and getting Flash TV Talk every week, then you're going to love getting Geek Fuel at your door every single month and knowing that the money that you spend there helps to make this show happen. So again, geekfuel.com slash Flash TV Talk. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Doing fantastic, my friend. How about yourself? Dude, you know what? I'm having a little bit of a rough day, but that's okay, because we're here to talk about our favorite television show. And man, I've, I've got, ooh, my mind has been like literally racing this entire week. I, I often watched the show several times in order to preparation for the podcast. Never before have I actually gone back and rewatched additional episodes to fact check myself for this upcoming speedster speculation that we're going to have in this week's episode. So I'm, I'm jazzed, man. I'm looking forward to talking about it. But first, we got to let the people know about Legends TV Talk. Talk. Oh, yes, we do. If you're a DC TV fan, you're at least moderately interested in the fact that there is Legends of Tomorrow and how it ties in with a lot of characters that we were introduced to in The Flash. Well, we want to encourage you to go to DCTVTalk.com. Check out the links for Legends TV Talk. This is a unique uh, podcast for us. It's the first time that we're actually kind of doing a YouTube thing first and a podcast secondary. It's a collaborative effort with the guys from uh, Supergirl TV Talk, with Arrow TV Talk, with Starkville Labs, and even some other podcasters as well will be rotating in. We'll have a rotating guest of panelists that'll be talking each week about the uh, Legends of Tomorrow series. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got that for the first 11 episodes. We'll see how it goes from there. But one way or the other, we encourage you to check it out, legendstvtalk.com. And uh, I think that's the only housekeeping I have for today. I got nothing, man. All right. Well, I got something. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode 12 of season two, Fast Lane, directed by Rachel Talalali. <laughs> Talalali. 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 There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and story by Brooke Eichmeyer. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, right before the particle accelerator explosion, Joey Montalone was thrown into a tar pit and left for dead. Sealed away, he is freed two years later with the ability to turn his body into tar and sets out to get revenge on those who attempted to kill him. Meanwhile, Dr. Wells creates a device to siphon Barry's speed energy and attaches it to his suit. He and Barry also successfully find a way to close the breaches of Earth, too. When Barry goes after Joey, the device works and permanently steals a portion of Barry's speed, slowing him down. Wells gives the energy to Zoom, who demands the rest. While going after Joey a second time, Iris is injured when Barry is too slow to save her. Watching Barry wrestle with the guilt of Iris' injury, Wells confesses. Wells pleads his case, asking to be returned to Earth 2 and have Barry seal the breaches so that Zoom cannot re-enter. After stopping Joey with an invention of Wells's, Barry realizes that Wells was only trying to save his daughter, which the rest of them would have done in his situation. The team informs Wells that he will return to Earth 2, but that Barry and Sisko will be going with him to save his daughter. Mm. All right, man. A lot going on this episode. And, and, you know, throughout this season, especially, we've gotten some great moments with the West family as the West family has expanded. Um, you know, we've got, uh, Wally entering in on the scene and the, the growing dynamic between him and Joe. You know, we complimented, uh, Papa Joe for how he was handling the Wally situation. However, Iris Man came in this episode and was like, Hey, you, you never treated me like that before. You know? Yeah, Iris was playing Papa Joe this episode. Well, and you know, she kind of had a point. I mean, I think she does. They were both right. Is kind of the way that I see it. I mean, I think that Joe can't come in as the lion when he has no, you know, no reason, no authority to do so at that at that stage. Yeah. Uh, but but I think Iris is right that there's moments or you reach a point in the relationship, and in this situation, kind of early on. Uh, where, you know, you can't be the lamb anymore. You got to come in as a lion. And that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's what Joe's all about. Yeah. You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it, it's kind of interesting to see him be all like, you know, buddy, buddy, when the, the, 
how mad he was at him for for street racing uh in the previous episode and so now he's all like yeah you know i'm gonna give him a space let him do his thing but you can kind of still tell he's like this is real dangerous and (laughs) i don't i don't want him doing this but like if i say something about it i'm more scared that he's going to run away and uh you know we just got the family back together his mom just died i don't want him to be all by himself so if i you know pull the whole overbearing dad bit I don't want to lose him. Well, Iris takes things into her own hands and uh, pops up on the scene. And oh, my gosh. Hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, as what did, what did Wally say? He's, uh, be, he's scarred for life. Or <laughs> no, what are you trying to do? Put me in therapy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Iris went all out dry, trying to fit in with the uh, the racing crowd and, and whatnot. But I think uh, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad she so. didn't do that too many more times because it's like, oh my gosh, come on, Iris, come on. Yeah, you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, I mean, but she's uh, she's obviously invested already in you know her little brother, and you know we we talked even last episode about the relationship they had and how you know for me it's it's becoming a very central relationship to the show, very much in the same way that you know Joe and Barry and Barry and Iris and um and you know all, all these characters. I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving the Wally edition and I'm loving how he fits in so well with the West family, even in this momentary, you know, kind of adjustment, trying to figure out, okay, what does that dynamic look like? And, and how are we all going to get along? And, uh, you know, ultimately this, this drives to a, a pretty pivotal moment that I'll, I'll, I'll save and talk about after we talk about what's going on with Harry and Barry, Harry and Barry. Harry and Barry. I just now made that realization. <laughs> that <rhymes. laughs> um, but I really do, man. I love it. And I think that Joe has had, he gets a lot to process in this episode. Yeah. You know, and actually, all right. So, man, this is a tough one to talk about because typically everybody has their little side plots. This is one of those where it all kind of wove together at the end. Yes. The, the, the Joe kind of merged in with, I would assume the Wally would be the, the, the B plot line. And, you know, well, or Harry and all that stuff was the A plot line. And then right there at the end, kind of uh, Joe sort of sucked into the uh, <laughs> A plot line by knocking Harry out. Yeah. Insert story A into story B. Sure. But I mean, like it, yeah. it, it all did kind of culminate together. I, I would actually say that the West Harry Berry uh, story is kind of the A story. It's just kind of a two tiered A story. And then the B story was actually Tar Pit. Um, because honestly, the tar pit, amazing, especially at the end, special effects and what they did with the fight scene and everything. But overall, as a villain, I'm not necessarily that compelling. Very much kind of a freak of the week, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. But I know going into the series at the very get go, Bell, you you were kind of stating that you know you don't really like freak of the week type of shows. I mean, what what is your take on how they handled this uh, episode and, and tar pit specifically? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting kind of dynamic here because i don't really feel like this felt like a freak of the week sort of thing but now that i think about it you're absolutely right though so the dark the tar pit was definitely the b plot line which is kind of like you know we got to have a metahuman in there we got to do something because it didn't really seem to to you know weave into the the harry berry west family stuff yeah it but, did but like not his side story yeah yeah right. and, and and so I really liked Tar Pit, though. <laughs> like, I I thought, because uh, I actually have a hero click of Tar Pit, and the Do big really? monster. Yeah, like, well, when the when the, uh, the the Flash hero click set came out uh, last year, I think it was, they all had, like, all of the rogues, pretty much, you know, a bunch of rogues were represented in there, and Tar Pit was one of them. He had a really cool miniature, because it was, like, this translucent uh, black plastic, kind of like it's obsidian. Huh. Um, and, it, and it looked really neat, and so I thought, just the, the 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 visual representation of Tar Pit was just awesome. I thought it was spot on. looked really great. Like the big, you know, clay face looking monster thing, but with the red, you know, shining through the black tar. Like I thought it looked really, really good. So I, I wasn't too concerned. Like I, at the end when, uh, you know, they defeat Tar Pit with the nitrous bombs, which is kind of ridiculous because if they're throwing nitrous oxide, which is an oxidizer <laughs> into a dude who's burning at 600 something degrees. Here comes that OMG science. He wouldn't freeze. He would explode. <laughs> well, he did explode. <laughs> he did explode. Well, but he froze explode. He froze explode. Yeah. Cause it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm not Awesomeness saying awesome. trumps science. That's how OMG science works. <laughs> it, it, it's rule of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Rule of cool and OMG science. Yeah. 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 By but, the way, don't, don't let Captain Cold get his hands on those grenades, by the way. 
Oh yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they could have done liquid nitrogen. They could have done all sorts of things, but not nitrous oxide. They had to tie it in, right? Because their whole street racing aspect is like this has you know ten times the amount of nitrous oxide that a car has, and you know I don't know. They yeah. just had to, they had to tie that together like that. They, they you know they didn't have to do that, but I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't. I, you, now that you mention it, I I kind of remember thinking that at the time, but I'd I'd forgotten the you know the the very loose tie into the racing thing with that but yeah Yeah. no i I loved the execution of it uh you know i think you know with what we've got in other freak of the week style shows obviously you know you got to draw the the comparison to smallville um every single time we got a villain especially villains tied to the comics they were very much kind of low budget versions of those villains and what they do here and what they've done before uh, with Tar Pit and, and other characters in kind of waiting to the last minute to do a big reveal of a big villain and, and, and with kind of the effects that go around that yeah. really works well. Like it feels yeah. very big. Um, I mean, it, it, it immediately you start like thinking back to, you know, of course, Gorilla Grodd, but even, um, you know, uh, Street Sharks, <laughs> King Shark and that sort of thing. So, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly blown away by how they introduce this like polish because again, Tar, Tar Pit was not the focus of this episode. He was just kind of a, we need a villain to kind of throw Barry at so that we can, you know, accelerate this whole, you know, this, this stealing of the speed storyline. So like, yeah. you know, and that's how they use that big effect, that kind of polish, the, the attention to the smaller aspects really make this universe feel very big. And the show really feel like a cinematic type of experience and, and kind of raises the bar from what you expect from a television show. Yeah, absolutely. And and as far to, you know, the, the freak of the week kind of thing, like you were saying with Smallville, they're always like these low budget versions of these monsters and whatnot. But with Flash, yeah, you 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 have that there are two types of so so Tarpit he has like his human form and the big monster form. So we see the 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 human form, we see like a couple effects of him like, you know, um uh, uh when he warps the ground. Mm. When he, you know, turns from the blob into the person and those are cool. But the payoff was to see the big, you know, CG monster version of him. And so even though it is a freak of the week kind of thing, you still get these big payoffs where you get to see these really cool special effects. And so, yeah, like freak of the week stories, I usually don't like. But in this pick, in this instance, it's one of those things where I, I don't notice it as much because it's executed so well. Well, and it's layered in, right? I mean, it's again, it's it, that's it's not the focal point of the episode. I mean, really, uh, what's playing out into the grander story aside from just the character interaction and the building of Wally into the fabric of, you know, who these characters are and their, their kind of in, interpersonal network. Uh, it's also what's going on with Harry and zoom. Um, yeah, know, there's this bonding moment between Harrison and Barry, and I'm, I'm going to try not to say Harry and Barry again, just because it, it <laughs> I'm fine with rhyming, but, but too much. It's just too much, but no, Har- Harrison and Barry, they're sitting there, they're trying to bond. And of course it's right at this moment where, you know, Harrison is about to play Judas and he even says very specifically, I will betray you. It's, it's almost like he is explaining in advance why he's about to do what he's about to do for the very reason so that he can come back and say, I told you so. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really, really well done. I did not expect that at all, but it makes so much sense. He's like, dude, you have to understand you shouldn't trust me at right, all. <laughs> right. Right. And that's kind of how you know he's. At the end of the day, I mean, we talked about the fact he's a morally gray character. He's obviously done some things that are uh, a pretty, pretty gray, pretty dark shade of gray. Uh, but at the same time, he is on the side of the angels, right? I mean, he is at his core, I, I guess, more of a good guy than a bad guy. The bad guy yeah. wouldn't tell you he's going to betray you. Yeah, that's true. He would, he would lure, lure you into a false sense of confidence and then crush you right right it's almost so, like it's almost like harrison doesn't even want to be successful you know what i mean it's like yeah. he's in a situation where he has to do it but he doesn't want to do it well which is the sole reason why he only took two percent of barry's speed and gave it to uh uh gave it to zoom he could have taken all of it i would assume well maybe and and that's that's a good point i mean he does go in what do we take like 10 percent or something like that what or two percent two two percent yeah. yeah and so you know there's there's this notice that uh, that Cisco has. He's you know asking, "Are you sick? What's going on?" And Barry seems to kind of brush it off, which I find kind of interesting, given that almost every single episode, Barry's always trying to push himself. Right? He's always trying to go faster and faster and faster. And then it's like, "Hey, you're actually slowing down." I'm surprised that he kind of brushes that off. 
I'm wondering if it has something to do with his mental state and emotional state right now. Because, you know, earlier they go to the crime scene. And he's like, yeah, it's just weird because Patty's not here. And 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 maybe he's not oh, looking into good. it as much because uh, everything around him has changed recently. And he's in a different emotional state and like all these different things could be playing. It. And maybe that's why he's playing it off because, oh, yeah, well, it's just because I'm sad. That's that's you know, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a really good point. Um well, I mean, you know, the funny thing is that the Flash, because he is the fastest man alive and because of just how fast he, because he can freaking break the time barrier, you know, there, there is almost like a godlike status to that power set. And I was even thinking, you know, in the big climactic moment of, of this episode when, you know, the car comes tumbling during the wreck and it's heading and it's crashing. And of course he runs in and he saves Wally and then he comes and he saves the bad guy. And, you know, then you see it still turning towards Iris. And I had this thought process throughout that entire sequence, which is, you know, this is a really awesome, you know, he's coming and he's saving the day, but I feel like the stakes are so low at this point because we know that the Flash can just basically do anything. And then it occurred to me, it was like, oh, but he's slowing down. Yeah. And then when that glass shard starts heading towards Iris, I was screaming at the TV, man. Like, for a brief moment, I thought, <laughs> I was like, wait, is she going to die? It was yeah, like, I was like, they're not going to kill Iris. Are we going to have like another time travel thing here going on? <laughs> man, and I, it was one of those deals where they did it so well that the mind, you know, the, the mind part of you that kind of watches things with kind of an idea of how stories must be told and how characters kind of have to fit into the grander story and everything. That was all turned off and it was very emotion. In fact, this episode in particular really got me in the feels, probably more so than an episode, any episode that we've had thus far this season. Maybe I'd have to go back and give that a little bit of thought, but, but for the most part, man, I was screaming at the TV when she got stabbed. Another time that I got like, like vocal and actually stood up was when Joe walks in, finds out that Harrison's responsible for the events that like, you know, transpired to get, you know, Iris in the hospital on top of the fact that he doesn't trust him and he's got, uh, you know, pre-existing, uh, pent up anger built up against the old HG Wells. He comes in and just decks him. So he, he, he announces his betrayal and he just, you know, he puts his hands on his head. And then Joe just storms in there and just cold clocks Boom, him. Boom, all the way. And, and yeah, and just throws him in, throws him in the pipeline. And, and it, sh- there, like, there's a little, you know, there's a little hold shot on Wells in the cell. And I'm sitting there and all I can think about is Wells just going, he's like, all right, all right, I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Man, it's just, I, I can't, I can't, he can't be mad, right? He can't be upset at Joe for hitting him. Mm. <laughs> I'm a sucker for like, for for those types of like moments of just pure vindicated justice, yeah, especially when dealt out by not like 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 not not necessarily by the most expected person. Like you you watch the Flash, you expect Barry to go punch some bad guys. You know what I mean? Like that's that's part of what you expect. But when yeah. Joe comes in, you know, Daddy Daddy Joe Papa Joe comes in. And, you know, he's the protector. He's kind of the guardian. And yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about the fact that he, he, he will cross that line and, and has crossed that line to be sure. But here, I mean, he was just totally justified and just came in and, mm, man, I, I felt that punch. I was like up there with him. It yeah. kind of reminded me, uh, from an emotional standpoint, at least the kind of the same type of emotion that it evoked from me. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Barbershop? No. All right. So there's this character of Dinka. And, uh, and, uh, there's this, I can't remember her name, but, but Eve, uh, plays this character and Dink is in love with Eve, but Eve is dating this guy who's really terrible for her. And uh, at the end of the movie, the guy starts, you know, just saying like, you know, you, you aren't even all that pretty and just like talking down to her and everything else. And so she, she breaks up with him and pushes him away and then walks away. But then he gets mad and he's like about to come up and like, you know, I guess grab her or shake her or something. And Dink, just comes out of nowhere and just Boom, right to the face. And it's <laughs> awesome because on top of everything else, Dink is like this really fat dude. Like, you know, it's not the guy that you would expect to just step in and like step up like that. Yeah. And so it's that's cool. similar type of deal. It's like, you know, this just supreme justice punch coming in. <laughs> now it is this thing because, of course, Barry does get everybody back into mode here and, and bring things down, but not before. Joe does not only punch this guy out. I mean, it's, it's gotta be said. He drags him down to the pipeline and locks him up. Why? Because if he didn't do it, he was probably going to kill him. <laughs> which, which is, which shows incredible restraint on Joe's part. Yeah. Because he's sitting there saying, he's like, before I kill this guy, I'm going to put him in a place where I can't kill him, which yeah. is kind of like, he's like, <laughs> 
it, it's it's real interesting to me because he's like, I don't want to kill him, so I'm going to put him away. But before I put him, while I'm putting him away, I could kill him. And you know, it's not someone you know prying them away, separating them, right. and then putting Harry away. He's like, I'm not going to kill you for the next five minutes while I put you into this cell. After that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can contain myself for five more minutes, while, which is just enough time for me to get you into that cell. <laughs> Man, I, I thought he just did a fantastic job. Because again, so much is going on in that man's life right now. Like yeah. He's got just tons of stress built yeah. up. And what a great way to kind of express himself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It just made me so happy. I just want the next episode. He he's just like skipping down the street, like snapping his fingers <laughs> and stuff. He's like, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I will say this. I mean, Barry did have a great hero moment. I mean, we've talked about before how, you know, throughout, especially season one, but even in season two, we've been kind of waiting for him to step up, and it's it's been kind of you know the moments that he has stepped up, he ends up kind of screwing up. At the end of this episode, he really talked to the team like a leader in a way that yeah. I don't know that we've really seen to that effect. Um, you know, explaining like, look, we have literally all been there in situations where the villains have forced us to do things we wouldn't otherwise do for our families and for the ones that we love. The tie-in specifically with Cisco and how, you know, Cisco had priorly uh, uh, done the whole thing to save his brother. Great, great example. And I, I love that kind of throwback and, and the fact that they build upon these uh, experiences with these characters. And it, I, I don't know. I, I felt like, um, Barry, he, he had a little bit of his, uh, Superman moment this episode. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite moments of this episode because it really showed Barry coming into his hero role. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you'd see a lot of people be like, yeah, sure. Screw, you know, screw Wells, just throw him across into earth too. And we'll shut down all the portals. We don't have to worry about zoom anymore. But like, that's not, that's not what a hero would do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's what a normal person would do. That's what, you know, pretty much any other person would do. Uh, it's, you know, it's not my problem kind of thing. Uh, but Barry's, you know, he's bigger than that. And he realizes that, you know, the, the, in this situation, anybody would, would have done the same thing that Wells did. And so we can't judge him for that. And we can't also just leave this problem because it's not like we're just throwing Wells over there and saying, screw you, Wells, you and your daughter, you know, whatever. There's an entire planet full of people that are going to be terrorized by Zoom. And like, that's something that, that, that Barry just can't abide by, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, absolutely. It's like, look, we can't, we can't just shut the door on Earth too. We've got two more episodes where we can like really mine that material. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, again, we got the restatement from Harrison to this episode about how he views his Earth as Earth One, whereas the Earth yeah. that he is currently on, our Earth One, is his Earth Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> great clarification. I do, you know, it's interesting that they harp on that again. Um, well, it, it makes sense, right? I don't think somebody would come. It'd be like me going to Mars. Let's assume that Mars is just a copy of the Earth, and then being like, "Oh yeah, this is this is the second Earth," and everybody on on you know second Earth would be like, "Nah, dog, you're on Earth," <laughs> and I'd be like, "No, no, no, right. you, you, would, you wouldn't accept that, right?" Like as, as someone from that second Earth, it's always going to be your Earth, and then the one you go to is going to be Earth two to you. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I, that that it feels so real and organic. Like that's that's how people think, right? That's how stuff works, <laughs> and that's just really cool. So let's see. We talked about Joe. We talked about uh, Iris. We talked about Wally. We talked about Barry. We talked a little bit about Cisco and Harrison. Caitlin was in this episode, and that's going to do it for us for this week. Well, I, I, I will say this, though. Yes, Caitlin was in this episode, but there was also something that bothered me about this episode. Uh, yeah, what's up? And, and it, it was two two moments where this happened, where they talk about Eobard. But they keep referring to him as evil Harrison Wells. And it's not evil Harrison Wells. It's Eobard Thawne. It's like who wrote like when when, he, when Barry hands uh, Harry the the paper the on like how to close the breaches and stuff. He's like, who wrote this? Uh, well, you did. No, no, no. He didn't. Eobard right. Thawne. Oh, that one in particular was really. Yeah, yeah it was that really was obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, no, no, no. Although let me preface and let me clarify uh, that I don't know when that was written, but since Barry said yeah. specifically evil Harrison Wells, I would assume that it was after Eobard took over his body. Right. Right. I mean, that, that would be the only way for that to make sense to me. But there, there, there was another, uh, oh man, there's another instance of that where they do the same thing where they say that, uh, you know, the other, they, they refer to him as, as, as Harrison Wells and not Eobard Thawne. And it, it, it's starting to bother me. Well, um, welcome to me several episodes back or yeah. just freaking all season long. But yeah. So here's the, here's the question though. These, 
these are smart guys. Like, you know what I mean? These are smart guys and gals that are behind the show. They're writing very complex stories around time travel and alternate Earths. There's got to be a reason that they keep on referring to him as not Eobard. I don't know what that reason is. Like, it's, Maybe they want to separate the characters? No, I, I, I would hope not. In people's minds. But you know. maybe that's it. I... I I really don't know. I'm, I'm, that's, it's really confusing to me that they would kind of harp on that. You know who we should ask? Who? The Helbing twins. We should. I did. I reached out to one of them asking if, if they would come on the show. You can't reach out to one and not the other. Well, I couldn't find contact information for the other one. Oh. Yeah. Well, wow. they're twins, right? So when you tweet one, it automatically tweets the other? Technically siblings. We don't, the first question will be, <laughs> what I, I have to assume that they're twins because that makes my, you know, the Helbing twins. Well, the siblings. Uh, you can do siblings. Si- yeah, but siblings is, is too many syllables. Well, this isn't their episode anyway. We should ask Brooke. That's true. That's who we need to ask. All right. Yeah. Somebody get Brooke on the horn. We'll, we'll figure it all out. Ring. No, no. We're not doing that bit. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Anything else uh, about this episode? Um, where was Jay? Well, that is a good question. Where is Jay? I mean, Jay's been kind of absent for a lot of episodes this season, and that's actually going to play into speedster speculation. All right, man, I've got the best speculation. I, I've like this is what I've been shining working on. Shining golden speculation. Shining golden spectacular speculation. Uh, I'm, I'm so stoked to like finally get, get a chance to talk to you about this. Cause I've, I have gone back and I have done the research this season for what I'm about to talk to you about. Now I should preface this by saying what I'm about to say is inspired by Abdullah Khan from moviepilot.com. Now he wrote an article speculating what if, uh, Jay Garrick is actually Zoom. And not Hunter Zolomon? Well, so he had kind of a whole theory about one of them dying and, and something and going back and forth and that one's the ghost of the other. And I, I, I don't agree with his take. However, it did start my mind grapes going, my friends. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I think I dig this theory that I've come up with. What if Jay Garrick the quote-unquote Jay Garrick that we have known from all season long. Earth 2, Jay Garrick. Earth, quote-unquote Earth 2, Jay Garrick. What if he is actually not Jay Garrick? What if we've been spending all of this time with Hunter Zolomon? And in fact, he is actually Zoom. And what he did was he showed Caitlin the real Jay Garrick and said that that was Hunter Zolomon. Interesting. All right. So here's, let me, let me back it up for you. Here's, here's, here's the theories. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. So on earth two, uh, explosion particle, yada, yada, yada. Jay Garrick becomes the flash. Harrison Wells in somewhat of a Lex Luthor style mentality decides he wants to create some kind of counter to the flash or have some way where he creates a flash that he has control over as a kind of sail, fail safe to the flash if the flash ever goes rogue or just wants to recreate and figure out exactly how he mistakenly made the flash because he, he feels responsible right he okay. figures out the best way to do this is not to create a new flash but to go find another one earth to harrison wells reaches out he opens up a portal to earth one he goes and finds the jay garrick of earth one which is actually hunter zolomon right he pulls this guy in Taps him in, says, I'm going to make you, you know, a super powered blah, 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 or kidnaps him. Who knows? One way or the other, he gets him in and he starts using this serum, this velocity six and experimenting on him to the point where he creates a speedster who ends up becoming this terrible, you know, uh, morphed thing in the form of Zoom. Zoom then goes out, doesn't want this, you know, this fake speed force and everything. He wants the pure deal. He wants the real, real enchilada. And on top of that, here's the other thing. He could be dying. He could have this disease where he's actually, you know, his cells, blah, 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 blah. And which makes it all more appealing for him to leave Earth 1 and go to Earth 2 so that he can be experimented on by Harrison Wells, get his cancer cured and becomes ultimately, unfortunately, Zoom. So he's off. He becomes the rival of Jay Garrick, of the Flash of that world. They're fighting. The portal opens up into the sky. And in so doing, Jay Garrick's hat goes flying up. 
And if I'm remembering correctly, Jay goes flying up as well. Zoom goes to that earth in an effort after stealing Jay's uh, speed, finds that Jay Garrick is, he's got nothing. He's got nothing anymore over there, but he does have, there is a new flash of this world. So he goes and he was trying to get uh, how, how he can figure out how to get at the flash and get his speed force. And therefore he masks himself, goes back to his Hunter's Alleman form and says that he is in fact Jay Garrick. So we've been spending all this time not with Jay Garrick, but in fact, we've been spinning with Hunter's Alleman, and he points to the real Jay Garrick, who is lost on Earth One. Maybe even he, he may, maybe even doesn't even know who he is, but he's lost on Earth One, hanging out in a park, and he says, "That's your Hunter's Alleman." So Earth Two, Jay Garrick, is actually Earth One, Hunter Solomon, mm. and Earth One, Hunter Solomon, at least who Jay told us was Hunter Solomon, is. Who? Earth One Hunter Zolomon is actually Earth Two Jay Garrick. So they swap places. Yep. So we've and that would make it that would actually make you know, we we've complained a little bit about how, you know, Jay's been underused and we've been kind of disappointed in this character. Well what if that's not Jay? What if that's actually, you know, Hunter Zolomon in disguise? Well, so then who was So who was the guy who confronted Wells on Earth Two at the Particle Accelerator that uh, day? That was that was Jay Garrick. And so how did Jay get to Earth 1? We saw and that. Not- we saw the fight where both Jay... That's the thing. The origins of Jay coming to Earth was a moment that both Jay and Zoom witnessed. Maybe he stole his speed and, like, and that gave him amnesia or something like could that. Could have been. That's what I'm saying. He could be... That's Why else would he be just chilling out in a park? He doesn't I mean, know amnesia, who he is. He's feeding yeah, the doves. Or amnesia is kind, of kind of a trope, you know... I mean, but yeah, <laughs> but it makes sense in this case. Like, so he, so he stole his speed, jumped through the portal. He's not using his speed, but why? But why? Why the whole subplot of him saying that he's sick and that he's dying? Well, so that's the thing. Maybe he's sick. Maybe Hunter Zolomon was sick on Earth One, and that's why he went to Earth Two in an effort to go. And you know, this guy comes in. He says, "Hey, I've got super science. I can heal you. Come through. Come through this crazy portal with me, and I'll find a cure." He goes over there and uh, he cures him, but in the process creates Zoom. So but now Zoom on Earth One in the form of Jay Garrick is like, Caitlin, help me. I'm dying. No, Caitlin discovered that he was dying. Remember, she's been experimenting on his cells. That's and true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She found out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think she's getting closer to the truth. And that's and he's throwing her off the scent. Oh yeah, that would make sense because she's like, "Well, why don't we just go find your doppelganger?" And he's like, eh, "No, let's not do that." <laughs> Here's the other thing: Velocity Six, when when it's used, it's used in a very similar way to the way that Zoom we saw Zoom, you know, you know, shooting up the Speed Force in this episode. Yeah. Except when it's Velocity Six, it's blue; it's not yellow, which again is the Zoom color scheme. Also, Zoom is not interested in like these little quick hits, quick fixes. He wants the real deal. He wants the full speed force. Yeah, so... Because there's that moment where Jay Garrick, who we've been led to believe is Jay Garrick, is very anti-Velocity 6, right? He's like, get that out of here. I don't want that. You know, that's not that's not going to help Barry, la, 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 la. He doesn't want that anymore. He wants the real deal. Well, so when he took it in order to save Barry... Uh, Harrison. Oh yeah, what's Harrison? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. What's Harrison? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So when he took it to save Harrison, was he just faking that it was affecting him? Yeah, I think he. I think he was faking that it was affecting him. I mean, obviously he had he had the speed anyway, and I think he took it to give an explanation to all the people around him. He's he wants Harrison. Zoom wants Harrison Wells alive. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And so it was kind of the perfect moment. He had all the the you know the tools there to maintain the narrative and cure Harrison. You know, and keep Harrison Wells alive. But yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of dig. I know last episode I was like, oh, you know, it's, it must be Barry, but I hadn't had some time to think about it. And I, I like crazy theories. I feel like this is a good crazy f- theory. And so I want to, I want to, I want to kind of uh, latch onto this one and, and give it my own unique twist. I like that because I do think that Hunter Zolomon, whoever it, it, it's up going to be, is going to be who Zoom is. Well, I think, I think it's just too convenient for them to name drop Harry, exactly, uh, Hunter Zolomon. Right? And then not have that be because because Zoom is Hunter Solomon because we have Reverse Flash, you know, uh, 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 Zoom, Professor Zoom, like all these different monikers for Reverse Flash, and uh, 
but like Harrison Well or the 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 Hunter Zolomon version called himself Zoom. Right. So I mean, one it, way or the other, we're dealing with a very similar situation to what we dealt with in season one. With we're going to get a character who's going to end up not being that same character, or we're going to get an actor who's going to be portraying a different character. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like. There's there's some similarities here, and I think that that we can kind of pull from that and and see how it all plays out. I I, don't, I like it. Yeah. So there you go. There's there's my <laughs> there's my speedster speculation. I like it. it, it it's got legs. I it see, can uh it can run. I think. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, the the chat is uh is not on board with this theory at all. Uh, Mind crime says I'm overthinking it. Pal Palomor uh Paloma I okay, but was there a breach before? We saw Harrison go through a portal without even having a speed cannon. I'm Wait, just, I'm just thinking that he may have opened up a, a portal on his own, um, a little bit more easily than, uh, than, than he's letting on, which okay. would not be outside of his character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he, he came through a breach himself. So who's to say he couldn't have done that before? Yep. Uh, Kyle's pointing out Caitlin took scans of, uh, of, uh, Jay. In season one. Interesting that enough that she didn't find any of the whole he's dying back then. So don't know how, how well we can trust uh, her ability to scan things. Well, uh, OMG Science, the scanners uh, in the beginning of the season, there's a huge breakthrough in scan technology. I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. Uh, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yeah, and that's that's why Paloma. <laughs> I like that actual Eobard TM. <laughs> right, right, right. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So the, the scanning technology improved tenfold in between the first couple episodes and now we'll see we'll see where it all goes i just um i feel like that would to some extent redeem or, or i just maybe it might be wishful thinking right because i've been disappointed with with jay all season but if if jay isn't jay and is actually you know zoom then okay now i'm interested and also now maybe we can get the real jay you know will the will the real jay garrett please stand up yeah um and and team up with the flash and do amazing things that would be awesome well so Lieutenant Mindcrime wrote, uh, having it be Barry or his dad uh, is more dramatic and makes you care about the villain. That is true. That is true. But I think what they've been trying to do is make us care about Jay via his relationship with Caitlin. Um, they haven't done the best job of it, but I think they're trying to make us care about Jay, about him dying and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. you know, Barry or dad. Are they? Are they really? Do you care? That, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're not doing a good enough job with it. Maybe that's because that's not the pool. Maybe that's more of just factual information that will go into play into the backstory that will explain how this is all the case. Like, it's not an emotional pull. I don't think. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. When, when you know, we knew Harrison Wells. We knew there's something like, you know, shysty about him in season one. From, from, from episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the time room, and then episode two when he murders that dude, and you know so on and so forth. But like the 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 big emotional reveal is just to see the reaction in Barry when he finds out. Uh, so we kind of knew something was up with it. We knew there's something fishy about him. So it wasn't too much of a surprise to find out that he was the main bad guy. Or maybe I mean it was, but like you know, it, but we knew something was off, right? We don't have any indication that there's anything off with Jay other than the fact that he is dying. And we don't have any indication that he's evil or that there's something fishy about him. So I think that's going to be because because the surprise in season one was more for Barry than it was for the audience. I mean, it was for the audience. But right, right. Uh, since since we had clues and inklings and all these kind of things, we kind of knew something was going to go down. Barry was blindsided by it. Had had no idea. I think in season two, if this Jay thing that you think that, you, that your theory is correct, that's going to be, you know, a big reveal a payoff for the audience yeah we'll we'll see man we'll, yeah we'll see how it all plays out um the other the other factor too is correct me if i'm wrong i don't think we've ever seen zoom and jay in the same place well except for the fight uh but then that was i mean that, that still fits in your theory because they did fight each oh, other yeah yeah in the in the origin story fight sure but even then that's that's was the actual jay and the actual zoom but I mean, we have speed mirages. I mean, come on. Oh, no, I'm not saying they could do that if they wanted to. I mean, <laughs> they really pulled some stuff out to make the, the E-Bard uh, thought thing fit in, which was perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what comes up with it. But, uh, yeah, anyway, for, for the time being, I'm holding on to it until, until proved otherwise, which they very well may do next episode. Uh, for now. I'm thinking the quote unquote Jay Garrick we've been spending time with all this time with is actually Hunter Zolomon, aka 
Zoom. All right, man, we've got a bit of a news flash to talk about real quick. But first, let me tell you really quick about our friends at geekfuel.com. Uh, if you head over to geekfuel.com slash flash TV talk, you can find yourself some wonderful geeky goodness. I'm talking about geeky goodness delivered to your door every single month for one flat rate. If you haven't done it yet, this is the time. Geekfuel.com slash flash TV talk. Oh, Supergirl. <laughs> Grant Gustin I will be appearing on Supergirl in his role as Barry Allen, AKA the flash this March, otherwise known as next month. Um, I, have I think never, we'll have to eat our words on this. Well, and I have never been more happy being wrong. You know what I, I know. Mean? Yeah, that, that's the thing. Everybody's like, Oh, you guys are wrong or whatever. And I'm like, no dude, I'm happy like that. I, the reason why I thought this wasn't going to happen wasn't because I didn't want it to. I super duper wanted it to, but just the way of, you know, politics and, and, uh, and, and business and all this kind of stuff happen. It's just, it's, 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 it's weird to see that kind of stuff. Well, and in this situation, obviously the same showrunners and same, uh, DC Comics being involved in everything. And if I'm not mistaken, both, both networks are owned by the same parent company. So, you know, it, it does fit even in the politics, but it is a little complicated from that standpoint. Here's the complication to me. It was never much about the, the, you know, separation of the networks. For me, it was always the fact that we have been led to believe that we live in a universe where the, where Superman does not exist. Whereas on Supergirl, Superman very much does exist. And so my thought is that what we are actually going to see is not necessarily a direct crossover, but in fact, a Grant Gustin portraying a Barry Allen of this Earth, which I'm going to go ahead and call Earth 3, even though that would imply a lot of supervillains are actually heroes and vice versa. But I'm just going to go ahead for the simplicity of it and call this Earth 3. Okay, so then you don't think it's going to be the same Flash Arrow Vixen universe, no. but it's going to be Earth 3 where Supergirl, and Superman. Superman. Yep. Now, of course, to her, it's Earth One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, I'm, I'm thinking that it's, it's going to be one of two things. Either Barry's going to pop through a portal and end up in, on Earth Three and meet Supergirl, or Supergirl is going to meet the Barry Allen of her Earth and, uh, who, who is, you know, the Flash of that world and will be portrayed by the same character. As one would assume that, uh, the, uh, Barry Allen of Earth Two would be portrayed by Grant Gustin and, uh, five, I six, think- and seven. Now it's only once you get up to the cinematic universe where we change actors, but, um, you know, it all, it all fits into the grand multiverse. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it would make, uh, so it, it depends on how they want to do it, but I think it would make more sense if they had Barry run through a portal and be like, where am I kind of thing? And him then re, cause, cause I mean, yeah, it's weird. And I need to rewatch all of the episodes to confirm it, but I don't think they ever mention anything about Superman, which you think they would on Supergirl. No, 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 on, on Flash. Oh, I was about to say, Supergirl, they mention it all the time. Yeah, yeah, he, he sends her texts and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> saw that, saw that plane catch, lulls. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you should, you know, grab it by this portion of the plane to reduce stress on the airframe. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, so it, it would make sense to me because that way they're not shared universes and you don't have the complication of then, you know, of, of audiences asking the question, well, Superman's here. Why doesn't he have, why didn't, why didn't he help? Uh, you know, oh gosh, what was the name of the organization in, in Arrow season one that blew up the glades? Spoilers, sorry. What did the, the, the undertaking? Oh, right, right, right. I forgot. Yeah, about it's that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, why didn't, you know, why didn't he help all these people who died there and all these other things? But, you know, it, it, it sort of muddles and complicates things when you retcon that stuff back. So I'm kind of hoping that it's going to be buried just popping over to Supergirl's universe and hanging out and being groovy and like them racing. I really want to see them race. Because Superman and Flash race all the time in the comics. And one of my favorite panels from the comics is when, uh, I, I, you know, in the, the circumstances are leaving me right now. But it's uh, Superman and Flash are racing. And Superman is trying to stop Flash from doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Superman's like, you know, we've raced. I've even won a couple times. And then Barry's like, those are for charity. And they're just bam. <laughs> Best Flash <laughs> moment gone. in the history of comics. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I want to see something like that on TV. That would make me so happy. I, I, I think that's great. I think we're going to have to have some sort of Flash versus Supergirl race. Uh, oh, yeah. And so we'll we'll definitely be tuning in for that. I mean, there's, there's demand, man. There's demand on the... Uh, on the Twitters that there should be some sort of crossover with uh, Supergirl TV talk. And, yeah. um, you know, those, those guys have been, uh, <laughs> as soon as the, as soon as the news came out, Frank and Tim started sending me DMS on Twitter. Like, all right, man, we got to do this. Y'all got to come on our show. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll have to, we'll just have to, I, I, I think I've still got that, um, 
singularity generator thing, whatever it was that uh, sent me over to Starkville Labs. So I, I, I would imagine we can calibrate it to Earth 3. If Starkville Labs is Earth 2, we'll, we'll consider a Supergirl TV talk Earth 3. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> well, uh, it's Earth 1 to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> to them. But I mean, come yeah. on. Come on. We, yeah. we, know, we know where Earth 1 really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, let's be real. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. All right, man, we got some great uh, feedback this week coming in from uh, Chris LeBoy. What does LeBoy have to say? Hello, guys. Great podcast. Enjoy listening to you guys every week as much as I enjoy watching The Flash. Well, almost. <laughs> On to the theory. It's been established that Earth One's Jay was adopted by the Zolomans and they named him Hunter, correct? Who else do we know that was adopted? Is it possible that on Earth 2, Barry was adopted by the Zolomans? Uh, this way, we could stay true to the comics with Zoom being Hunter and still have the reveal that it's Barry. It would also make sense that. <laughs> it would also make sense that Bunter Alleman, <laughs> Barry Zalen. <laughs> I think I'll leave that to Bell. Thank you. <laughs> Although those are great. Those are great. <laughs> That's good. That's you are the Cisco uh, of, of merging names. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, but it, it would also make sense that Bunter Alleman, Harry Zalen, uh, would have a team around like Barry does, i.e. Killer Frost, Deathstorm, et cetera. Thoughts? Ooh. Well, that's interesting because, of course, you know, spoilers, but I mean, from what we've seen from the previews and everything, we know that we've got, uh, Deathstorm and, and Killer Frost on the horizon. Um, super excited about, by the way. Really interesting. What if on Earth 2, we did have some sort of evil, uh, uh, evil team flash or so so like team zoom essentially so it would be kind of like uh the crime syndicate uh, that, yeah 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 yeah. it's like ultraman and, and and superwoman and uh owlman and what was the flash johnny quick uh yeah johnny quick johnny quick which uh you know we got the, we've got jesse quick over there too um, yeah, and, and we got a lot of people have been not a lot of people but there's been some speculation that perhaps the harrison wells of earth 2 is actually the Johnny Quick of, uh, or, or more more related to Johnny Quick um, of of comics, and uh, I, I, the Crime Syndicate that was Earth Three, right? I'm not misremembering that. I think it was Earth Three. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think that would be really cool because like to, we would essentially see. I mean, obviously we're not going to see Ultraman or or Owlman or or, or Super uh, Superwoman those kind of counterparts, but we're going to see our Team Flash reversed right so we'd have killer frost death storm who hasn't died on earth too obviously and i but what, what would cisco be i wonder what cisco would be what would his evil counterpart of uh for vibe oh by the way i wanted to run this by you we were talking last week about uh naming the vibe goggles yeah i mean i know that this is somewhat confusing because this represents something else but can we call him marky marks puts on his marky marks why his marky marks it's such a Feel it, feel it. Come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on iTunes, we also got one in from Jake Lil 4 Says, great information. This podcast offers a, a lot of great information and insight about The Flash. I didn't think about before. I am not really big into the comic book lore uh, of The Flash, so hearing theories about the possibilities based on the comic books uh, has really expanded my enjoyment of the show itself, which was already high and left me wanting more. Jake, man, we're glad that we could provide a little bit of that for you. At this point, though, I feel like we've gone completely, you know, like like I said, they've done so much of their own that is kind of a spiritual uh, a successor to what's come in the comics, you know, maybe kind of almost spiritually inspired by the comics, but very much its own mythology. This is its own world. Um, but that's so, so much fun, though, because that's that's two avenues avenues to which to speculate, right? You can speculate based on the stuff we've seen in the show and then inject into that speculation stuff we know about the comics. So, like, there's this universe that they've created in the show that's super cool and that we can speculate on all day with that. But, you know, like, like we were just talking about Hunter Zolomon, the comic book character and his origins and, and, and how they might implement that from the comics into this show. And I think that's a whole lot of fun, too. It just it just makes it doubly more fun to, to speculate stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, man. It's good stuff. Well, hey, keep your speculation going. Let us know what you think of our uh, uh, Hunter Zolomon theory that Jay is act the the quote unquote Jay Garrick we've been spending time with is actually Hunter Zolomon, aka Zoom. Is that too far fetched? Do you like it? You down with the uh, you down with the Zoom theory? Let us know. 
can hit me up at the real Bo York on Twitter. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell, or you can follow the show on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. But if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And if you like this podcast, you should also check out the best podcast, the greatest ensemble podcast cast, podcasting cast. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the greatest ensemble podcasting cast ever collaborated with in history for legends tv talk which is our show about legends of tomorrow yeah legends tv talk dctvtalk.com rotating class are you gonna be you're gonna be on this week's right uh what time are we doing we're doing it this saturday i have company in town but i should be able to work around it okay all right we'll just make sure you brush your hair this it is video oh it's video yes Special thanks goes out to Charlie Bach for providing our outro music. And hey, be sure you're subscribing to the show. You can find us on iTunes or the Satchel podcast player available on Android and currently in open beta for your iPhone device. Find out more about that at satchelplayer.com. And that's going to do it for this week. But if you're going to miss us, don't worry. We'll be back in a flash.